The Midnight Podcast is proudly sponsored by Clayboy Shave Ice. Looking for a refreshing Hawaiian-style treat that will also satisfy your sweet tooth? Clayboy's offers catering for birthday parties, farmer's markets, living facilities, and school-sponsored events. Be sure to check out Clayboy Shave Ice on Instagram or Clayboy's Prints on Instagram for custom merchandise. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the Midnight Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, Luke McClister, and as always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Ben Spector. How's it going, Ben? Really good. I'm really excited for this episode. Glad to get back in the studio after a little break. Uh, been a hectic few days. Yeah, yes, That's it, for sure. Yes, it, it has been a hectic few days. All right, so we got a bit of a shorter episode. Yeah, not, this time around, not too short. Not too short, yeah. but shorter than I guess a normal episode would be. We don't have any alumni stuff to cover today. We're just recapping what's happened over the past week. Yeah, sure. So, oh, and then I guess we'll talk about, I guess, the podcast schedule moving forward. At yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say Because we got some things happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, about a week ago, actually not about a week ago, a week ago, the Middletown girls and boys indoor track team competed in this MPSSAA 2A. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Indoor. State championship meet for boys and girls indoor track. Yeah, yeah close enough. And, yeah, so we're about to hit you with the results. Had our first state champion of a year at Middletown. Yes, we did. Um, so stay tuned because we're about to talk about it right <laughs> now. So what's first up on the results, Ben? You got anything? Um, so girls had the majority of the entries Yeah. Um, this time around. Uh, in the 300-meter dash, uh, Sophie Frizzell came in fourth place uh, with a time of 44.8. In the 500-meter run, Haley Lucido came in second, a time of 123.23. In the 800-meter run, Haley Lucido in third, a time of 229.69. 1600-meter run, Campbell Caldwell in second, a time of 529.21. 3200-meter run, Campbell Caldwell in seventh, a time of 1249.76. And then in the 4x800-meter relay, sorry, 4 by 800 meter relay, Middletown came in fifth. That was Elena Hu, Aaron McQuitty, Phoebe Manow, and Renee Washart. They ran a combined time of 10.57.64. And then the state champion for Middletown in the pole vault, Ava Allen, a jump of 11 feet even to win the state title for Middletown. Overall for the girls as a team, they placed in third place. Very uh, solid. Yes. Well behind Hereford. Hereford massacred everyone. Won it easily. Century was in second. Uh, and then Middletown in third over Glen Elg and Kent Island, who tied for fourth. So, obviously, a good result there as a team. 
going into the individual results, obviously, but one that stands out is the first state championship of a 2021, 2022. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, you're right. I I, I, I had to think about my years there. The first state championship of a 2021-2022 academic year from Middletown, Ava Allen in the pole vault, winning a state title. So that was a huge deal. Um, and we kind of expected it, but also state championships are never like, give me putts. Yeah, so, they're, they're never guaranteed, so to say, or so to speak. And obviously, like, there were a lot of variables for Ava. The biggest one, I think, was the venue and having a new surface to jump on um, and do the pole vault on. I think the other one was obviously just, you know, having different people from the different regions come in and compete against you kind of some different competition than you're used to. And it, it, it wasn't like she blew the feel out of the water. I think uh, second in the girls' pole vault, let's see here, give me one second, going through my sheets, was Lizzie Lopez of Hereford, who was only six inches below her jump, went 10 foot six inches. So it wasn't like Ava dominated. It wasn't like, you know, it, it was, a, again, a guarantee, but something we kind of expected, but always really cool to win the state championship in that regard. And boy, was Middletown close to a few more. Yeah. Um, boy, was Middletown close to a few We had two more. second places on the girls' end. And, and I, yeah. I, I, I want to say both of those, uh, Haley in the 500 and Campbell Caldwell in the 1600, both of them were leading with like about 100, 200 meters to go. And the girls behind them in second place, and that was... Finley Laven of North Hartford, and then in the 1600, it was Piper Lentz of Hereford. Both of those girls just kind of outkicked them at the finish line. But, man, I mean, obviously a really good day for Middletown. They, I know on the girls' side, everyone who competed for Middletown got points and placed. At the same time, man, it was so – I mean, we were so close to having multiple individual state championships – in addition to having multiple individual state championships, we were really close to having, I mean, if you win those, probably second place. Changes the discussion. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit yeah. I, I, I don't think we were, we, we were never going to outpunch Hertford. Running at the Armory, too, is no easy task yeah. because it's basically the, the track there. It's not even the track. It's, it's, a, ba- it's a basketball court. It's a tile floor. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to like kick at the armory because you you really don't get like any grip on that floor. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, and the other thing I will say is like obviously with some of the night's runners, their indoor track careers are over. And goodness gravy, I wish we had more time to like properly recap this. And I'm sure at some point we will. So like for Campbell Caldwell, her last indoor track meet. Uh, Sophie Frizzell, her last indoor track meet. But the bright spot if you're the nights. Your state champion's only a sophomore. So as long as she's at Middletown, you've got more on deck. Yeah, and I feel like we've said this about Ava already. Like, she's doing so well, and it's only her second year. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's tough to quantify it because of, yeah, obviously, you know, very popular sports, stuff like that. Ava Allen probably, 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 
has a chance to be one of the better female athletes in Middletown history. Definitely. If she continues on the pace she is. And people are going to go, really? That's no joke. I, I'm, I, I'm not bluffing here. She's already won a state championship in outdoor last year. If it wasn't for COVID, she probably has now two state championships in the pole vault for indoor. So she's won one individual outdoor state championship, one individual indoor state championship, won a relay state championship because she was in the 4x4. Four 4x4, four? Four four, yep, that yep, one state. Th- that one state's last year. So she now has three state championships combining individual titles and relay titles. She plays club soccer at a highly competitive level. I mean, like I can't like it, it's tough to quantify. It, it, I, the best recent comparison is Sailor. Like the things that Sailor was doing, you know, where like you come to a game one night and Brenda Freeze was there or you know the uh, neighbors the, the head coach at Arkansas, her head coach at Arkansas now uh, neighbors. And then, you know, going to the FIBA Americas U16 championship down in Chile and winning the gold medal there with Team USA and being on the Team USA. I mean, that's... That's, that's ca- insane. That's kind of what we're talking... And I forgot this. Ava qualified for New Balance Indoor Nationals. Yeah, in March, I was about to say that, in, yeah. In March up in New York. So she, I mean, I guess in the track and field sense, that's about as close to being on Team USA as you can, is participating in a national meet because I don't know... That they have meets for like the U seventeen, U sixteen age groups, as far as Team USA goes internationally, if that makes sense. Um, I I I, 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 don't know, I know Kyle Lund. Oh yeah, via uh, Kyle Lund was on some USA team. Kyle, Lund, if you don't know who Kyle Lund is, Kyle Lund currently runs at BYU. He might be on a mission right now. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing right now, but ran at Oakdale, ran cross country and track. Really good runner. And was able to like be on some team, USA team for a few weeks one summer. I want to say that went somewhere not in the USA. So looking at now, there is a U eighteen World Athletics Championships. Um, that World Athletics, which is the internet, it's for FIFA for track and field. They do sponsor it. So hey, there's your goal if you're Ava. There's a chance. Is, is Team USA? I mean, just to be. Again, just to be in the conversation, to be at Nationals, is crazy. I know we'll be following that. Something definitely, if you're at that level, every kid dreams of. Yeah, and in Nationals as a sophomore. I mean... It's insane. She 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 is... Okay, I'll go one step farther. Best female athlete at Middletown right now. Easy. Oh, well, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Easy. Easy, easy, easy. And we're not saying the other female athletes are bad. She's no, no, like, no. She's just so good. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, I've said it multiple times. If you aren't hip to Ava Allen, get hip, get hip. And then, but so pivoting to some of the other results. Yeah, I mean, Haley Lucido, also a sophomore, ran. Willow. Haley Lucido's a junior, Ben. Oh man. <laughs> Whew. Come on, Ben. Yeah, I, I. But she's still got another y- year yeah, to yeah. progress. It still has and another year. A second place at state championship is still well finished. I know it's probably people are probably listening to this and being like, "What the heck is this guy saying?" Second, why yeah, would you yeah. settle for second? Obviously, no. You want to get first, but like, makes well, you more hungry for the next time around. Yeah, I mean, she. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes you got to get second to get first. If you know yeah. what I'm saying. 
I feel like state obviously if she came in second, state championships are definitely in her reach. I feel like that's something she could do next year. I feel like that's something she could maybe even do, do an outdoor. outdoor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, she'll be running outdoor. And, and then obviously, like you'll see Sophie Frizzell in outdoor. You'll see Campbell Caldwell in outdoor. Their careers aren't over, just their indoor careers here at Middletown. <laughs> and being a track athlete myself, I've only ever ran one indoor season ever because last year the indoor season was outdoors. So I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm swimming. And then this year I was injured, so I chose to swim instead. But, I mean, it's obviously, it's pretty, this is a pretty obvious statement, but running indoors versus outdoors, the air quality indoors is not great. Like, my first time ever running in the Hagerstown Community College gym on that track, I finished, I think, an 800, and I couldn't, like, barely breathe. Just just dying. Yeah, I was dying. You, like, you have to go outside. I used to have to bring in... An inhaler there, just mm-hmm. so I could like breathe. I don't even have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, for for the girls, all in all, really good state championship. Obviously, anytime you win a state championship, it's a good deal. And then obviously, so I guess pivoting to the boys' side, the boys had some good results too. Obviously, they didn't finish as high as the girls, just they based didn't on have as many, yeah, just based on the number of entries. Yeah. Um, but on the boys' side, they did have let's. Go for their results real quickly. In the 1,600, correction, in the 3,200-meter run, the two-mile. Baron Rop ran a great, a great, great, great race. Um, finished at 10-10-52 in second place. That's a PR, too, at yeah. the Armory. Yeah. Super impressive. And to be honest, I thought he was going to get third or fourth, and he finished second. So great job, Baron. Then the, boy, the boys' 4x200-meter relay of C.J. Brown, Luke Humble, Alexander Klink, and Lederick O'Neill finished in 7th, 144.81 was the time there. Um, and then for the boys, pole vault, Colby White, 6th place, a jump of 10 feet even. And the shot put, C.J. Brown, 2nd place, uh, a throw of 46 feet, 6 inches. So boys came in 8th place overall with 21 points. Um I think the best result from the day for the boys was Baron Rop. As you said, the PR on the armory floor, kind of a race where we expected him, like if we were probably putting a pin on it, to be like third or fourth and not second. And really, I mean, was a couple lengths off the lead for most of a race. The um, guy who won it, let me look up. I think it was the Oakland Mills guy. Yes, correct. Um, Ethan Adam from Oakland Mills. He won the he won the thirty two hundred. He only finished about a second ahead of Barron, and Barron was within lengths for all, almost the whole. Wait, so he ran a ten oh nine? Yeah, he ran a ten oh nine seventy eight. Oh dang! I didn't. I thought like the way Barron described it to me yeah. was that like he beat him by like a good amount. No, no, uh, like a, like a second less le- less than a second. Actually, looking at it now, about eight tenths of mm-hmm. a second. But so, I mean, Barron stayed within striking distance the whole race. It was a really good race for him. Um, the results, boys 4 by 2 That 4 by 2 has been really good this year. Having Luke Humble and Alex Klink helps the cause. Um, C.J. Brown, we kind of expected him to get second because the Frederick Douglass kid who won was also in the same regional as C.J. So we saw him up at HCC, and he outthrew uh, C.J. there. So unless something drastic happened, we kind of expected that to happen, but still a really good result there for CJ. Um, 
Colby White in the sixth sixth place in the pole vault, nothing to snuff at. So yeah, uh, all in all, not terrible results for Middletown on the boys' side. And yeah, the, the eighth place finish at States is not a bad number. Twenty one points is not a bad number. So yeah, a, 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 a good finish for them as well. Better than recent years. Yeah, agreed. Um, you got anything else for track, Ben? No, I just it, I, I'll be interested to see what comes of indoor season because honestly, this is my way too early preview of spring sports, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this between now and March 21st. I think that is the first play date for spring sports, but I would say if there's a team you got to wonder about winning a state championship. Probably girls outdoor track and field. And at the very least, an individual state championship, I think, is likely coming from girls outdoor track and field. So that's that's my prediction. Agreed. I got I gotta stop every time I say that's my prediction, I have a horrible track record. Like someone's <laughs> gotta go back and listen to all the episodes. I gotta be like 0 for ten. Because I, I said <laughs> wrestling wrestling state duels had to be the worst. <laughs> I jinxed that so bad. I know you did. I just <laughs> didn't want to tell you. Nah, I, I, no, I, I knew it. I was down there wrestling going, man, I put the whammy on that one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, please, forces of the universe, don't listen to my predictions. Just listen to the sound of me knocking on wood. All right. So, Friday, mm-hmm. um, what was the actual date? Let me check. Friday the... 18th mm-hmm. of February, um, boys and girls basketball night. Um, boys were away versus Smithsburg, and girls were at home versus Smithsburg. Ben, you got the results of that. I do. The final score of that one, Middletown won 58-25 on the varsity side. On the junior varsity side, Middletown won 38-20. Um, best game of the year for Riley Nelson. Had 18 points. Shot really well from behind the arc. Rachel Lloyd had 10 points, played really well. We expect it because Smithsburg has struggled this year. But a good way to end the regular season for the Knights. A strong way to end the regular season. And, you know, in playoffs, there is some work to do. We talked about last episode. Down the stretch here, the Knights have lost twice to Williamsport. They lost one to Walkersville. Out of their four conference losses, three of them are in the same playoff bracket as Middletown. So, there is some work to do from that standpoint if you're Middletown. Um, Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more later about what the playoff bracket looks like and all that good stuff. But, yeah, it's a good good, good win to end the regular season, but now the real part begins for the girls' team. Yeah, they got some... um unfinished business yeah i was gonna say like bumps in the road they gotta smooth out but. yeah i mean again it sounds like julia harris probably dumb for the year so that still hurts him because the big thing we've said all along is how do you replace her on the court because of what she brings to the offensive performance and the look that you provide but at the same time um Hopefully the Smithsburg win. The Smithsburg win, obviously, again, with a caveat, but it was against a Smithsburg team who has struggled at times. Was one probably the best game they've looked offensively in recent memory. 
Yeah, I wasn't there, so. Shot the ball really well. Um, Move the ball really well. So, a good win there. But again, now it's time to get serious. Yeah, um, playoffs, obviously must win because if you lose, you're done. Yep. But yeah, win or go home, got to show up, got to play well. And uh, got to fight till the end. And again, we'll talk about this later. It helps because the girls have a home game on the docket. And they have a first round bye. Yes, and a first round bye, which will pay dividends nicely. And then getting into the guys here, um, tough loss to Smithsburg. Yeah, I mean, Smithsburg was good when we saw them play. I want to say that was January. All the, all it the, was January. All, all, all the months. They shot well. They're kind of tall and lanky can be physical on the interior. Um, so, obviously, not great and not what you want to have heading the playoffs. And the boys, I mean, honestly, they have some work to do heading the playoffs. Like, that's that's nuts and bolts for it. They have a number six seed. They're going to go on the road. Again, we'll talk about that here in a second. But they're going to go on the road. You're going to have to win games on the road. You're going to have to finish games off. I mean, it's it's a tall task ahead of them, especially with how tough – of a region and two A is basketball wise, it's a tough task ahead of them. Very tough task. Um, like I said, for the girls, they got to show up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a lot of games this season where they come out really well the first half and then they kind of fall apart the second half and they just have to fizzle. Have, fizzle late, I think is a good. Word. I wouldn't say fall apart. Yeah. 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 Um, they obviously just don't play as well as they did in the first half. Their intensity isn't as high or. Um, whatever happens, happens, and they got to um, show up and play well the whole game. They did mm-hmm. that against Walkersville, yeah. and, um, you know, unfortunately they lost, but they, they played um, the hardest game they've ever played that season, and um, I'm confident if they play a game like that, they can keep um, this game versus Glenelg close. Yeah. So then moving on to Saturday. Saturday there were, there were two different things going on. Um, the Frederick County Public Schools 2021-2022 Frederick County Public Schools Wrestling Tournament up at Catoctin. And then the state, not state, the regional Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving meets down at Fairland Aquatic Center. We could talk about for wrestling for about two hours. What a great day for, for Middletown Wrestling. One, and not just one, like a close win, won easily the county championship as a team. Had, let me get the credit. That's great. Yeah. Um, especially after the weekend before that, a close loss in the you know, dual, is it dual state championship? Yes. Yeah. So they came in first place with two hundred thirty-four point five points. Second closest was Lingnor with one hundred sixty-one. So they outscored them by sixty-three. Sorry, seventy-three point five. And there were that margin of victory for Middletown, there were five teams in the county who scored less points in the entire meet than Middletown's margin of victory. Had six individual state champions, which is an insane number out of 14 weight classes, had six individual state champions, had nine make it to the final. State champions. Sorry, state champions. What am I? I was like, what are you saying? Oh, man. (laughs) It's been a really rough week, and we'll talk about it towards the end, but bear with us, guys. Had six individual county, county, cha- champions. Yeah, county champions. Three 
silver medalist at the county level. So nine made it into the finals of her weight class. Nice. And then out of 14, 11 made it on the podium. So either first, second, or third place. I mean, just straight-up domination. Um, the biggest victory was Kieran Hofkesang at 195, beating Chase Schultz of Lingenor. Yeah, the picture of him in the Frederick News Post oh, where he's like, yeah. <gasps> Honestly? So Tyson Thompson, he saw Tyson Thompson in the semifinals. When Middletown hosted Oakdale here, Tyson Thompson wrestled Chad Hoy at 220 and had a last-second win against Chad Hoy at 220. So seeing Hofgesang matched up against Tyson Thompson in that semifinal, I did not feel good about that. And Kieran in that semifinal had a perfect strategy and executed it. He got his one point for the escape, and then he just, when Thompson was down in the third period and trying to get his one for the escape, man, he just worked him to death. I mean, really solid wrestling. And then the same thing happened. Except in this case, in the final against Schultz, instead of one for the escape, I believe it was two for a reversal. And so, I mean, Kieran had a game plan, executed really well, and that was just kind of indicative of a day for Middletown. Like, everything was coming up straight sevens for them. He checked all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, so going across the individual county champions, Dylan Hart won at 106, Alex DeVrent won at 113, Oliver Graham at 152, Aiden Waters at 182, Kieran Hofgesang, as mentioned, at 195, Chad Hoy at 220, the second-place finishers, Steven Stahlmeyer at 120, Peyton Hollis at 126, and Russell Endicott at 285, and then third-place finishers, Jack Cameron at 132, and Alex Hoy at 170. Shout-out to both uh, Jack and Alex. Jack Cameron lost his first match and had to wrestle all the way through the consolation brackets to get back to the third-place match. I want to say Alex lost his second match. So, really good results there. I mean, just straight up, I mean, just about as dominating dominating as it, as it can get. Chad Hoy, his pin came early at 112. Kieran Hofka, again, a great wrestle from Hofka saying. Um, Aiden Walters had a, a tech fall for the state championship. Just all around. Nice. You said state championship again. County championship. <laughs> oh my lord! Ooh. I I don't think next episode we need to do like a what did we get wrong because we know exactly what we're getting wrong here. <laughs> uh, but oh, mamma mia! Um, yeah, just really good wrestling all around by Middletown. Probably the best day of wrestling historically that Middletown has had in, in a while. Yeah, in a while. I mean. And not just, like, talking this year. like Probably in, like, the past three or four years. You'd probably have to go back to them winning state duels in 2017, 2018. You'd probably have to go back to them winning state duels yeah. in 2017, 2018. I mean, so just all around, really good day. And it was really fun to watch them, like, just do as well as they did and have the fun with it that they were having. Yeah, do you want to move into swim, Ben? Yes. Sw- sw- <laughs> so swimming and diving is kind of a weird one. Like, it is so... So, looking at it here, and you can speak to this more than I can. Yeah. Since you were there. <laughs> I was there. So, Middletown had one regional championship in the girls' 100-yard breaststroke. 
that was Heidi Tomlin. She had a time of 107.95, set the school record. Did not set the regional record, but set the school record for the uh, girls' 100-yard breaststroke. That was a great race. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like it. I wish we were there, unfortunately, but no fans' policy strikes I was there. Yes, you were. I watched it (laughs) because I'm a member of that team, and that was really cool to watch. Um, She was flying through the water. And then, and you can correct me on this, I believe Charlotte Claney won diving, correct? Um... I'm diving takes place on different nights than you, swimming, so I wouldn't you, know. But I think you, I'm looking it up. I'm, Charlotte came in second. Charlotte okay. came in second. I, I knew she came in first or second. So, from a okay regional title standpoint, that's now regional title number five. Oh, we gotta do some quick math in the head here. We had three in girls indoor track, then wrestling one as a team, and now Heidi Tomlin in the 100 yard breaststroke. So yes, that's. Regional championship number five for Middletown this year, combining awesome. teams' individual titles. So, Heidi, congrats on the title. Bigger picture for Middletown, a lot of top finishes. And so we could go through all of them. Overall, let's segue back to that real quickly. On the boys' side, Middletown came in sixth with 215.5 points. On the girls' side, Middletown came in third with 267 points. And if you're asking, well, how'd they get that many points? We could explain that to you, but then this episode would go on for two more hours, and you don't want that. So we're just going to breeze right past us, and we'll explain it more when uh, state championships come. But, so looking at Middletown, their qualifier sheet, Middletown qualified 25 different athletes in two states. So obviously, that's a big deal with regionals. It's just getting your people into states, into yeah. states and I don't want to say live to fight another day because obviously, like that's not like it's not like a war of attrition in a way. But I mean, winning regionals is nice. But if you don't get any people in the states, you've kind of cut off the nose to spite the face there. So Middletown has twenty-five people in the state championships, and that does I guess technically does that count the alternates? That I, I was just about to say I don't think that counts the alternates. And the other thing is it doesn't count Charlotte Claney and Julia Heckler in diving. girls diving or Mark Whitley or Ethan Torreson in boys Logan diving. Logan it? Oh, my. <laughs> and I think it's Mark Whitley instead of Whitley. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Ben. You know how the Friends episode are like titled like the one with the pivot. I, I don't know if I actually call it, but they're always the one with this. This episode is going to be titled the one where Ben messes up all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it'll make sense at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it no, it, it, it will. So, Mark Whitley, or Whiteley, Whiteley, Whiteley. Gosh darn it, Mark Whiteley, and Logan Torreson. Yes, both qualified for boys diving. Although solid, Logan Torreson is an alternate. Oh, okay. But Charlotte Claney and Julia Heckler both qualified for girls diving. They are both diving, diving. Charlotte Claney also qualified in a 200-yard freestyle relay for the girls. So nice. The boys and girls have the athletes in the state championships to do something, <laughs> to make something happen. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not predicting it. God, I'm not predicting it. They have the athletes out there to make something happen. And for me personally, who would have thought? 
I've been to plenty of state championships. But the first state championship that I could technically compete in <laughs> is in swim and not in cross-country <laughs> or track, which is crazy to me. I don't know why. It's just it's insane that, like, who would have thought? But crazy in a good way or crazy in a bad way? You're not sure, are you? I'm not really sure. I, <laughs> I'm really hoping to get to a state championship for, for track and just running in general yeah. in the spring. And I'm going to try my hardest with the power I hold to do it, but we'll see. It's a story that has been left untold yet. Ooh, so. ooh. That's, um, that's, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, quick, quick little segue here. Back when Middletown Boys basketball team went to the basketball state championship 2014-2015. 2016. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Push it back one year. I don't remember how it happened, but unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield became like the anthem for that team. It, it I actually, love that song. Actually, what it was, right? It's such a good song. Is <laughs> if you know, like Mac, if if you if you're listening to this podcast and you graduate like 2015, 2016, this is gonna make sense in an instant. If you know the guys on that team, like Matt Constein, Jacob House, Matt Pritz, Clay Smith. The warm-up tape that was essentially all slow jams, like early 2000s, like middle school pop. That's where I remember that. That's where that came from, and it would, it would, it would throw teams off because you know most teams back then were doing like the Kanye West playlist or like the Colt Ford playlist. You know, a little Colt Ford, a little like Jason Aldean, something like that. And then all of a sudden. Like I forget what song we came out of a tunnel to, but it, it, it Barbie Girl or something like that. I think it was Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. So like teams are like coming out and they're all pumped up, and then all of a sudden, you put hear, your hands so, up, play that song. And, and team, it, like you would watch during warm-up. butterfly fly away. <laughs> you would watch during warm ups the away teams kind of like processing it, being like, what, 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 and like laughing about, it, like joking about. It. And you used to watch it and go, oh, you guys, you, you guys. And then are, Matt Pritch you know, just like slam dunks it. Or, you, you, I don't know if you, he can dunk, but no, I, 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 that team could shoot too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Matt Considine had over a thousand points in his high school career, so you, you would see the away teams like sing and be like, oh man, you you guys have been suckered into this already because you're like. Uh, letting your guard down, and then we're gonna come out once this game starts and just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> but um, so you said the story is still untold. Now, I remember the day we went to state finals or state semis. Before state semis, they put stuff in the locker room, and uh, one of the banners said the story is still untold. The rest is still unwritten. So that's what that reminded me of. So quick little segue there. Um, do you want to get into breaking down of uh, I guess? Kind of a schedule ahead, but also just the road for some of our teams. Yeah, so boys basketball. I we guess we kind of already broke down outdoor. I mean, yeah. their se- indoor season is done. Yep, boys indoor track, girls um, indoor track. We, I mean, I guess really the really the only thing left for the indoor season is Ava Allen at nationals. Yep, and we don't really know what to predict because it's nationals, so anybody could be there. <laughs> Who has the field is obviously going to be insane. <laughs> So we're just really excited to see what she can do on yeah. a big stage, yeah. at a big stage like that. And, yeah, so Ava, if you're listening, good luck. 
and we um was she the best I, at I, nationals? I, I do think we have another episode before she goes to nationals, so we we'll, we'll probably be talking about more next time. Okay, <laughs> but um, bo- so boys in her track, girls in her track, books closed on them. The first that two- story is written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the the first two of the seven winter sports to have the book closed there. Um, boys basketball starts their playoff run this Friday. 7 p.m. down the road against the Glen L. Gladiators, who have been a foreign in Middletown side and look to play the role of foreign once again. Um, Middletown in 2A West Section 2. They are the number six seed out of six teams. Again, they will play Glenelg, the number three seed. Whoever wins that game between Glenelg and Middletown will play the number two seed, Williamsport, up in Williamsport on Monday. So, obviously, keys for Middletown. Stop BC Owens. (laughs) Yes. Stop BC Owens. That's the key for Middletown. There's no other... uh, BC Owens was the quarterback on the Glen Elk football team and single oh. has single-handedly beat Middletown during football season. He is a University of Pennsylvania football commit, so he is athletic as all get out. He is talented. He is quick. He is skilled. I feel um, like you're going to hate me for saying this, but also another key for Middletown to win the game is to score more oh, points I than knew, I, I, <laughs> As soon as you said, I feel like you're going to hate me. I, I knew where that was going. But So, yeah. Um, what winner of that game will play Williamsport the rest of a bracket Walkersville the number one seed they will play the winner of the number four seed Poolsville and the number five seed Hammond that game will happen down in Poolsville a rather unusual 7-15 tip Ooh. Sp- sp- uh, <laughs> specific if you will um, yeah. then girls basketball also starts their playoff run technically on Friday I guess but they received a bye in Section 2 of the 2A West region, so they will not play Friday. They will instead play Tuesday. They will play the winner of number 3, Poolsville, versus number 6, Walkersville, down in Poolsville. The Knights have a number 2 seed there. Then, completing the rest of the bracket, number 1, Williamsport, got the bye there. That will be a big target for Middletown if they can get past yes. Poolsville or Walkersville. They will play the winner between number four, Glenelg, and number five, Hammond. That's actually going to be an interesting matchup for Williamsport playing Glenelg because Glenelg has no bad teams. They have some good teams, some great teams, some average teams, but we have, we've seen it all too well this year. There are no bad Glenelg teams. Glenelg's just an athletic school. They are. They, they, they have all the right components to be a good school athletically they got the green bay or georgia logo uh, I, i've said it before it's 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 the georgia I, I i think i checked that it's georgia okay so but with reverse colors because they don't do mm-hmm. the g yeah it's, it's weird but anyways um and so yeah so williamsport plays the winner of glen elk hammond middletown plays winner of poolsville walkersville and obviously boys indoor track girls indoor track are dunzo Boys swimming and diving and girls swimming and diving have states this weekend, correct? This Saturday, I believe it's at somewhere around College Park. Yes, the University of Maryland Epley 
Aquatic Center. That's very weird because UMB doesn't even have a swim team. Cor- yeah, that's always been weird. And and you go in there and they still have all the ACC records up and stuff from their swim team that they shot into the moon. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it, it, it's a bit strange to be honest. It's a bit it's a bit weird. And I'll be there. Yes, you you will be there. And so we'll be interested to see what happens there. Hopefully, I guess you could say private favorite if the Knights do win a state championship, whether it be team or individually, Heidi Tomlin in the 100-yard breaststroke. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. The Knights hope to add to their state championship spoils um, so far this winter, um, which is one. Yeah. But, um, and then wrestling has regionals. On Friday and Saturday at Manchester Valley High School. So the next step for the Knights is trying to get through regionals and qualify to the state tournament. So we'll be keeping an eye on how that one goes as well. Um, That's kind of a road ahead for Middletown. Obviously we don't, you know, the playoff dates are TBD. Hopefully when we record our next episode this Sunday, we'll be able to talk to you about Middletown beating Glen Elk and being into the regional semifinals but that remains to be seen and then obviously once by the time we hit saturday uh boys swimming and diving girls swimming and diving will be done as as well did i say this saturday i said this saturday didn't i i'm pretty sure you said this saturday okay so this sunday not this saturday but this sunday when we do our episode yeah we'll be able to figure out you know boys and girls swimming and diving will be done and we'll have a lay of the land for wrestling by this sunday we could be down to only two teams in action and kind of really like one and a half because wrestling can't win a team title. They can only win in individual titles. So the winter sports season, it feels like just yesterday we were just talking about like results in December and who was uh, off to yeah. a good start in the CMC Gamble division. Now here we are. Look at us. Who would have thought? There's still some stuff unwritten, but most of it has been written. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and I guess without any further ado, we should get into uh, – We've been saying what the future of a podcast looks like, but I told Luke last night that it was a touch ominous to keep saying the future of what the podcast looks like. Um, so j- just moving forward, what the schedule is going to be for the podcast. We've really enjoyed doing the two episodes a week. Um, I am going to be out of Middletown temporarily, let's say, for the season uh, because I have taken a job up in Allentown, Pennsylvania the big a the abe <laughs> as it's called um i'll probably be going up and seeing jake stafford at lehigh maybe awesome who, who knows um bella guzman is at cedar crest that's in allentown so maybe i'll see some of bella guzman's games in the fall when she plays for cedar crest women's soccer but yeah so i've taken a job up there in allentown and i'll still be back um we'll still be doing the podcast just obviously because of my schedule we're cutting it down to once a week until the start of the 2022-2023 athletic year. And uh, we have some big plans in store. So this is by no means the end. We just need to... The frequency is lessening. Because yeah, yeah. it's not just Ben's schedule either. It's my schedule as well. Because, you know, I've had a bit more free time this winter due to like injury and stuff because swimming doesn't take up as much of my time as running does. Mm-hmm. But I'm back into running now, so yeah, I'm going to have 
a more busier schedule than I would usually have. So I'm also going to be busy as well. But I, I consider breaking your ankle so you could keep doing the pod. You, you should be thankful that I got my job up in Allentown because if not, you'd be in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Can't get injured again. <laughs> uh, but, but so... Again, this is not the end of Winning After Midnight. This is not the end of a Midnight Podcast. Not anything like that. No. There have been a lot of, partially because of us, you know, me moving, Luke getting back into running. Some other reasons we've had a lot of movement um, in regards to just what we can do over the past two to three weeks, I want to say. And so amongst our Winning After Midnight workers, we kind of decided that the best thing for us to do would be just to pump the brakes on covering during yeah, the 20 we've had to switch gears a little bit yeah n- n- not even pump a brakes because that makes it sound like we're stopping just switch lanes yeah yeah we wean it back a little bit for 2021 2022 and then once we get into next year of the start of the athletic season in august we'll be full speed ahead you'll still be hearing us once every week even until the end of the athletic year and probably into the summer some too we still are working out what our summer schedule is going to look like but yeah, I will say the schedule after this spring season is like not clear at all to me yeah, yet. Correct. So we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. We always do. But so we will talk to you guys this Sunday. We still have an episode this Sunday, and we'll be bringing you guys episodes once a week, like clockwork on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We'll just you know, and, and maybe even you know, we'll sneak in a Wednesday episode if we can somewhere. We just yeah, it really just depends on scheduling. And then, do you want to talk about? What social media will look like as well. Yeah, so uh, again, because of some of, uh, you know, me moving and all the decisions that have to be made, we're still go- we're still going to try to cover as many games social media-wise as on we can. Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram, if you aren't following us, uh, shame on you. But if you want to, just find Winning After Midnight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Instagram, it literally, the handle is at Winning After Midnight. On Twitter, it's at Winning A-F-T-M-I-D-K-N. So anyways, we'll still be covering as many games as we can, but obviously that's essentially more as many games as Luke can <laughs> because yeah. I will no longer be in the area. Um, so again, a little bit of a reduction of coverage from 2021-2022 athletic year, but also at the same time, we have a lot of cool things on deck that we're excited. I can't speak. that We're excited to bring you next athletic year. So just bear with us. Hang in there with us. If you can, stick with us for the rest of this athletic year. And uh, we'll make it worth your while come, I guess, August 1st of a 2022-2023 athletic year. Yeah, so um, couldn't say it better myself, Ben. (laughs) Um, I guess that does it for episode 14 of the Midnight Pod. You got anything else to add, Ben? Nope, that's it. Thank you for listening, and adios. Adios.